Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tonight, Michael Brown joins me here. This is the former FEMA director. Talk show host, Michael Brown. Brownie. Now. Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. The Situation with Michael Brown. You're a political expert. On 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. On the radio. Julia, I listen to The Situation with Michael Brown on 630-KHOW. Grandpa, how do you do that from South Dakota? I downloaded the Free to Me iHeartRadio app, Avery, and I saved my favorite shows, The Situation with Michael Brown and The Weekend with Michael Brown. Grandpa, how do you leave all those talkbacks? Julia, I use the red microphone button on the iHeartRadio app, then Dragon Redbeard puts them on the radio. Grandpa, is there any other way to contact Michael? Avery, I can leave a text message at 33103 and can follow him on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Grandpa, where'd you get all that information? Julia, I just went to michaelsaysgohere.com where I can also buy some swag. Everyone have a great day. Back to you, Michael and Dragon. Michael, in your uh, gas pump versus charging station comparison, you forgot to take into account that at five minutes per fill, one gas pump can charge 12 cars per hour. One EV charging station, if it's lucky, can only charge one car per hour. So it's really a 12 to 1 ratio in terms of uh, refill, recharge capacity for gas pumps versus EV charging stations. Well, you know what you failed to take into consideration? is the fact that while you're sitting there recharging, I'm out there expanding my carbon footprint. (laughs) I'm still moving along, baby. (laughs) What was it, 12 to 1? Holy crap, Ola. And uh, 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 Goober Texture 4808 said, uh, electrical current falls off with distance, so they have to set up transformers to boost the current going through the wire. Uh, to intervals to make up for the fall off. You know, it's fascinating to me how, if you look at how vulnerable that electrical grid infrastructure is, you've got substations. Now, we had terrace, ostensibly terrace, I believe they were testing, uh, attack a substation in California with automatic weapons. Yeah, just a few bullets. Yeah. And then you've got transformers. If you, if you really pay attention, you'll, you'll see what he's referring to, transformers all everywhere, substations everywhere, uh, large and small substations, all just out there. And another Goober Texture 4307, uh, they're building a Bucky's up north on I-25, oh, yeah. a couple of exits n- uh, south of uh, Johnson Corners. There's going to be <clears throat> 100 <laughs> gas pumps. At that station alone. And considering that Bucky's originates in Texas, I bet they don't have any charging stations. I, I, I'm just saying, I, I, I can't imagine that the same place that is famous for just selling Bucky's, you know, 
paraphernalia, like baseball caps, would be the same kind of owners that would have a charging station at a Bucky's. I might be wrong because maybe that way they can get people to, hey, we're stuck here charging for six hours, come inside, have some dinner, have a chicken fried steak, shop around, you know, buy some stuff and everything. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe so. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not really wrong about anything. <laughs> There's a never Trumper. David French, I don't, that may that name may or may, may not ring a bell with you, but in political circles, David French is, um, well, he's been around since dirt was invented, and he is uh, one of these kind of Washington, New York insiders that, I don't know, I, I just know why people give him any attention, but he's never Trumper, and I'm going to use air quotes here, conservative, He's now a New York Times columnist. That might tell you everything you need to know. But he has now admitted to being not just wrong, but, quote, completely embarrassing, embarrassingly wrong, close quote, about Donald Trump and the Make America Great movement. Now, let me be, don't, don't misunderstand me. He's not coming around to the notion of putting America first or voting for Donald Trump, but he explains in a column in the New York Times that just before Trump came onto the political scene, he says in this column, quote, the winds were shifting. I could sense it, but I didn't fully understand it. Not until Trump made it all plain, close quote. French has spent probably the best part of a decade, just bemoaning the 45th president. And now he acknowledges the bond between Donald Trump and all of those Republican voters that are turning out, that are essentially showing that nobody else has a path to the nomination. I I don't see any. Nikki Haley does not have a path to the nomination. I, I I disagree with the Republican National Committee about declaring him the presumptive nominee. Uh, we don't do coronations. And I think that as long as Nikki Haley wants to continue her quixotic pursuit of the nomination, let her do it. I don't think that the stupid Republican National Committee ought to step in and shut it down. It will come to an end when it comes to an end, and I think that will be South Carolina primary. Or maybe she's a, maybe she's trying to be a spoiler. If she is trying to be a spoiler, there's no there's no question in my mind it'll, it'll backfire. But let's go back to David French for a moment. He writes this too. I don't regret my arguments against Trump. I would make them again, and I'll continue making them. I do ask myself how I missed, and this is the point that I really want to focus on. I do ask myself how I missed the sheer extent of Republican anger. And I'm deeply, deeply grieved by the thought that I did anything in my life before Trump to contribute to that unrighteous rage. 
He is so full of feces. However, the point that he makes about missing the sheer extent of Republican anger is worth noting and thinking about for a moment. There's no question in my mind, despite my disagreements with Donald Trump on many things and my belief that the COVID lockdowns are directly attributable to him, the guy that said he was going to drain the swamp, becoming a swamp creature himself during COVID. Now, I know you don't don't start at me because I know all the arguments. I can I can I can debate this in both sides, both sides of my head at the same time. But the conclusion I come to is regardless of the whys or the hows, nonetheless, Donald Trump succumbed to the swamp and he shut the country down, which led to an international shutdown, which destroyed the economy and utterly changed the direction of the world. And not in a good way. It advanced the destruction of the American order. But set all of that aside, Donald Trump's the nominee. Donald Trump gets my vote. Because Donald Trump does represent that anger, and he does represent the attempt to stop what the other side is doing. We have truly, and I think Texas is an example of it, but I do think that the anger in this country has reached a boiling point. I've always said there'll be some tipping point, and I don't know what it is. I think there are a series of a bunch of little tipping points. Dragon, ironically, handed me a story that I think is one of those tipping points. Now, I say ironically because I watched this story live last night on KDVR. And I have to tell you that as I watched it, I was seething with anger. And I'm seething with anger. Well, I'm not going to tell you why. Thus begins the reading of the story as reported on KDVR's website. This is dated yesterday at 5.53 p.m. They carried this on their, I happened to see it on the 5.30 edition. I watched that. I, I just couldn't bear to watch the network news, so I watched KDVR at 5.30 instead of 5. Story is this. A small business owner in northeast Denver said her liquor store has been broken into four times in the past month. And she thinks it's because of a nearby hotel that's been converted into a homeless shelter. Now, I shouldn't have to do the rest of the story. I should be able to stop right there and measure your blood pressure and make a suggestion that you probably ought to get on some blood pressure medications pretty quickly or your heart and your arteries are going to explode. You know, I have a thing about individual liquor stores. I don't think I've ever told this story on air, but Tamara's aunt, who's long since been deceased, her father saw, which is true, a lot of profit that could be made in a liquor store. 
in a standalone liquor store. So he he bought a liquor store in our little hometown, and Tamara's aunt ran that liquor store. And it was a it was you know when I think back on it, it was a damn nice liquor store. But she ran that herself. She controlled the inventory. She did the books. She did everything. And then she and Tamara's dad shared on the profits in it. It was the quintessential small American business. Now, what, what I haven't told you yet about this liquor store that's now been robbed four times, this is over by, this is near uh, Quebec and, uh, and the 70, is when they interviewed the owner, I instantly, my heart went out to her because I thought about Tamara's aunt. The story continues this way, quote, There is a homeless encampment in our area that opened a month ago, and since then, crime in our area has increased, close quote. Lori Lockett, owner of Lucky Lou's Liquor, said on Thursday. Lockett said in the past three years that she's owned the store. They have had maybe one break in a year. But since December 30, her shop has been hit four times. Do you think, let's first, let me back up and tell you why this story really hit me. Well, there's a whole host of reasons why this story hit me. First, they showed Lori Lockett. She looked to be a woman, and, you know, this is always dangerous guessing, but I would have guessed her to be mid-40s most, at the most mid-40s. I have no clue about her background. I don't know whether she's married or single or anything else. But what I do know is she personifies small business in this country. A woman who has taken the risk, opened a liquor store. Remember, she's the owner. She's not the manager or anything. She's the owner of this liquor store. Lucky lose. I'm tempted to drive all the way over to Quebec in 70 just to go buy some stuff that I don't need just to support her. And all I could think about was Tamara's aunt as I watched her on on television last night. She says, quote, other businesses in the area are seeing it too. Lockett shared multiple videos with Fox 31 each time. Thieves are caught on store cameras using rocks to break the windows, climbing through them, then taking alcohol and cigarettes. Now, as I watched that, I noticed something. There was no attempt to look for or break into cash registers, point-of-sale equipment, or anything. There was no attempt at all to find any cash. They wanted alcohol and cigarettes. Hmm. Correlation causation to a homeless hotel just a few blocks away? Yeah, I think there is. Lockett said, God bless this woman. If you're anywhere near... I'm I'm sorry, the 70 in Quebec, go find um, Lucky Lou's liquor store and go in and buy a bottle of something. Go in and buy me a bottle of tequila and bring it by the station. There. You want to eat while Dragon doesn't drink. Does does Mrs. Redbeard drink? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, what would she like? Uh, she's just a Bud Light girl. Okay, get yeah. her some Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you don't have to, seriously, I'm, I'm just joking. But go in and buy something. Go in and support her. Lock, again, quoting verbatim from the story. Lockett said she blames Mayor Mike Johnston after the city moved and expected 100 people experiencing homelessness from a homeless encampment at 20th and Curtis Streets near downtown Denver. Oh, yeah, let's get them out. Denver Chamber of Commerce, you must finally be doing something. Let's get these homeless people out of downtown Denver. Let's get them away from 20th and Curtis because, well, that part of town, that's where all the yuppies and all the millennials and everybody else lives. We're getting pretty close to Coors Field. We're getting pretty close to, you know, Lodo. Let's move them out of there, and let's move them out into the boonies at Quebec and 70. And, oh, by the way, let's put them in a hotel that you bought. You don't think this fosters crime? You don't think that this is the perfect the perfect mixture to create crime? This is that former Double Tree Hotel that we've talked about. She says it's just blocks down the street and only walking distance from her store. Now, what does that have to do with David French? David French. French, who's now spent, as I said, the past decade bitching about Donald Trump. I don't regret my arguments against Trump. I'd make them again. I will continue to making them. I do ask myself how I miss the sheer extent of Republican anger. And I'm deeply, deeply grieved by the thought that I did anything in my life before Trump to contribute to that unrighteous rage. David French, F you. It is not unrighteous rage. It is righteous rage. Rage And Lori Lockett, I have no idea, and I don't care what Lori Lockett's politics are. She might be a flaming liberal for all I care. I still want you to go support her small business. Because she is the victim of the progressive Democrat policies that emanate not just from Mayor Mike Johnston, but from Joe Biden, through the Veep, through Chuck Schumer, all the way down to the Jared Polis's and the, and the Mike Johnston's right here in Colorado. And the same is true in your state, too. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning from South Dakota. I like beer. Beer's lyrics. You know, you know the thing. Come on, man. I ain't joking. Everyone have a great day. And by the way, used to make beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer here in this department. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Oh, my 
couple of things. We'll get back to David French, the liquor store, and Republican rage. But I can't pass up this. Two things. One, uh, to give credit where credit is due, uh, <laughs> the email address is, <laughs> and it's not, the vowels are left out. But if you put the valves in, it would be cranky bastard at blank.com. <laughs> and he sends me a photo. Now, it looks like a stock photo to me. So I don't necessarily believe that it's at the Bucky's up at Johnson's Corner. But he says, I'd like, to, he says, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. I'd like to buy a valve. Because in the stock photo, there are um, one, two, three charging stations, and there are two cars, and the Bucky's logo is superimposed over the photo. Now, it does look like either a stock photo or a, an AI-generated photo. I'm not saying that, that Cranky Bastard did it. I'm just saying that this is probably a Bucky's promotional photo. Well, I did receive this talk back, and I didn't choose to play it there because we were talking about the liquor store, and then, of course, I got another talk back about Biden stumbling while he was speaking, of yeah. course. Yeah. But yeah. I did receive this talk back, so this may clarify a little bit. Okay. I don't know this for a fact, but I'd be willing to bet the state of Colorado forced them to put in EV stations before they gave Bucky's the permit. That's Man, what I'm guessing. Holy cow. I, you know what? I wouldn't take that bet because I think you may be right. But then you think about it. It's actually a brilliant move. Because I forget what the average, maybe you can find this, you don't have to do it, but I've somewhere I've heard a statistic about the average amount of time that a family or even an individual will spend at a Bucky's. They'll get gas. And then they'll go inside, and you have 100,000 square feet or whatever it is of, you know, a, a diner, uh, probably, you know, breakfast all day. It's like going to a Denny's or a Village Inn, a VI. Uh, you, you go, I, I've never been in a Bucky's, but I've never been in a um, Casa Bonita either. I just, I have a very sheltered life, and I need to expand my horizons. But I bet that they may willingly put those in because they know that they're going to spend, oh, they're going to spend an hour, maybe even two hours charging. So they'll make money off the sale of the electricity. And in addition to that, they will um, be able to get those customers to then go into this store and spend money. It's a win-win. Does look like for a quick survey here uh, from Payless Surveys of 1,000 Americans who are fans of Bucky's, they spend uh, about 21 minutes. How long when you fill your car up with gas? Oh, excuse me. I am so sorry. That is uh, that is wrong. They go 21 minutes out of their way to go to a Bucky's. My apologies. I, I read that, that that's completely wrong. Significantly different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not the amount of time that they spent inside one. That's the amount of time they spent driving 
two, two hey, to find one. Yeah. Hey, honey, it'll take us an extra twenty-one minutes to get to the Bucky's if we pull off the you know the road here. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's go. Let's go to Bucky's. So, on the one hand, even if they were forced to do it, it might be a brilliant move because, well, even liberals want to have some. I don't know. An omelet and some sausage or biscuits and sausage or something. Yeah. I don't know. Dragon, I'll, I'll never get into Casa Bonita. I'll probably never get into a Bucky's. So I'll sign up for it again and maybe, maybe I'll take. No, I won't. No, you won't. Don't, don't even lie to me like that because, I, you know, I, I just know you're lying. So don't, don't even do it. Back to David French. I don't know. You know, I've told you before about how I get these these knots in my stomach about some of these stories. And the story about this liquor store owner is one. Somebody sent me a text message and said, you know, I, I always hate to say that without giving credit. But Governor of 5143 said, Mike, she's married. Didn't you notice that diamond on her finger? Well, that doesn't necessarily mean she's married. Maybe she likes nice jewelry. and And, and it proves my point about the kind of money you can make with the properly located liquor store. I just get this knot in my stomach because it is the it is a direct causal link between crime and these progressive policies of the Marxists that currently control pretty much everywhere. In, in terms of David French, though, he's too, it's too little, it's too late for him. But I love the part where he claims to be deeply grieved by the thought that I did anything in my life before Trump to contribute to that unrighteous rage. Oh, poor little David. You know, so close to an admission of moral and intellectual failure. And yet he still has to poison his own prose by calling the rage unrighteous unrighteous a world that's at war you you think about what's going on just in terms of Texas that could turn into a true constitutional crisis I clearly don't think they will or this I made a note of this because I, I wanted to make sure I got it precisely how CNN is covering it, or just was covering it during the break. They were talking to somebody named Barack Ravkin. He's their, some international correspondent. The chyron is this. Biden urges Gaza de-escalation in call with Netanyahu. And then as I read a little bit of the closed captioning, it was that the staffers are very concerned about how the war in Gaza affects them, meaning the administration, especially when it comes to young voters. Now, I want to think about if you were Israeli, if you were Jewish, and the president of the United States, after the October 7 attacks, came out and said, we stand solidly with you. 
And in fact, to prove that point, I'm going to spend taxpayer monies, and I'm going to fly Air Force One all the way to Tel Aviv, and I'm going to go to Jerusalem, and I'm going to stand next to the Prime Minister of Israel, whose country has been under attack, and even while rockets are flying, I'm going to stand there and say that the United States of America... The last beacon of freedom and hope is going to stand with the beacon of freedom and hope in the Middle East, and we're going to stand with you no matter what. And then, oh, suddenly, pro-Hamas supporters, because of the indoctrination of anti-Semitism in universities and colleges throughout this country, suddenly everybody's, I should, not everybody, but suddenly all these young Yahoo, these, these freaking dumbass, useful idiots out protesting the war where Israel is simply trying to preserve its existence and young voters are beginning to peel off because they don't like the war and now Biden's trying to urge de-escalation. If you were Israel, could you honestly say that America is a solid partner of Israel? You don't think that the rest of our allies see this? Do you think that even crazy... Well, let's just take Justin Trudeau. I was going to use Emmanuel Macron. But let's take wild-eyed Justin Castro Trudeau. By the way, if you don't know, he's the Prime Minister of Canada. Canada gets invaded or gets attacked by an October 7-like attack, and Biden flies up to Quebec and says, oh, we, we stand solidly with you. Why would Justin Trudeau believe him? Why would Emmanuel Macron believe him? Why, why would Ravak, whatever his name is, Prime Minister of the UK, why, why? Why would the German Chancellor? Why would anybody? Why would we? Why would we believe anything that comes out of the mouth of that demented old fart who's not really running the country. Because you know who I think's behind this? Barack Obama. Who is decidedly, decidedly anti-Semitic. Yeah, I, 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 I firmly believe that in my heart. Barack Obama, who sides with the mullahs in Iran, who based on his background, I do believe is an anti-Semite. I know, maybe that bothers you, but that's what I believe. And now here's Biden. Imagine imagine if, after 9-11, because I can tell you personally that we had to deal with an incredible, incredible outpouring of support from countries all over the world. And so part of the thing that we had to do post or by post 9/11, I mean like September 11 and September 12, what I had to do, what the state department had to do was we had to sift through all of the offers of help from all of these countries all over the world willing to send rescue teams, willing to send, you know, food, whatever whatever we needed, they were willing to do it. And what if but again, let's let's just say it was Tony Tony Blair at the time, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, when the nine eleven attacks occurred. Tony Blair and the Brits said they fully stood behind 
and supported us in our battle against al-Qaeda. And that they def- they were going to defend us and support us in our retaliation against al-Qaeda. And then what if, oh, let's just say October, uh, October, November, December, January, so in 90 days, and then 90 days later, three months later, three months later, Tony Blair is reported on BBC as having called George W. Bush and said, hey, um, we'd like to withdraw some of the support that we were giving because, um, well, it's going to hurt the Labor Party a little bit. And, you know, I'd like to get reelected. So could you just back off a little bit? And could you send some of those teams that Brown's using down in, in the, you know, in New York? Could, you, could we send some of those teams back? What would you think about that? Turncoats, fair-weather friends, spineless bastards. <sighs> Biden urges Gaza de-escalation and call with Netanyahu. Staff are telling CNN because of how the war affects them, especially when it comes to young voters. That's verbatim. That's what I typed into my notes. I'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'd be happy to support Lucky Lose by going down there and buying some things, but maybe we need to buy the owner a riot shotgun, maybe, for a little deterrent. I don't know. Somebody wouldn't think it volunteer to go sit in the liquor store at night. Protected. I don't I don't know. And then Governor 7807 with regard to Bucky says this. I sold the Transformers for the car chargers at the Bucky's. I don't know if it's part of their permit, but they did buy them nearly two years ago. Now, let's go back to the liquor store owner for just a moment. You can keep up with this. The last phase of the rage that David French says, well, I just didn't understand how serious it was. KDVR went to the mayor and wanted a response to the liquor store owner's statement that, hey, this homeless hotel, I have seen a corresponding increase in crime. In fact, I used to get robbed maybe once a year. Now it's like once a week. Here was the mayor's response verbatim. Mayor Johnston's House 1000 initiative brought more than 1,100 people experiencing homelessness indoors and closed 10 of the largest encampments in the city in just six months. This is something that had never been done before, but also know the work is not done. Homelessness is a complex and pressing pressing issue that demands our unwavering commitment and a comprehensive, multifaceted approach. As we continue tackling this challenge, Mayor Johnston and his administration 
are also focusing on safety and creating a vibrant Denver for all to enjoy and thrive in, among other priorities. Mayor Johnston and his team continue to meet with the neighborhoods and business community to discuss, collaborate, and learn from each other as we move forward. Got your barf bags? Hmm? Do you? You know, if I if I really did shoot my TV every time it pissed me off like this story did, I I, I man, I'd be might as well just buy you know thirty of them so I could just replace them once a day every month. What did that say? What does that say to the liquor store owner? What does that say to Lori? Not an effing thing. He doesn't care. All he knows is. He got a hundred people away from 20th and Curtis Street in downtown Denver and moved them out to 70 in Quebec so that they're out of sight, out of mind, except what? They're not out of sight and out of mind out of Lucky Lou's liquor store. You know, it's time that we start enforcing vagrancy laws, and it's time we start putting people that are that have uh, mental health issues. Enforcing laws? You're just talking crazy talk. I know. I've gone off the deep end, haven't I? I've just gone off the deep end today. And I don't know. How about this, Dragon? How about we take people that have mental health issues and we put them in mental health institutions? How about we do that? Instead of taking criminals and putting them into taxpayer-paid housing oh look we got a vacant hotel not even a vacant hotel we got a hotel that you know what let's go offer them a price that they can't refuse that's fine we got a school gym over here or school gym exactly the outrage is national when we get back um i'm calling an audible mind on myself right now But there's a story out of Seattle. Uh, Remember Black Lives Matter and the riots and burning down, you know, burning down things, shooting cops, doing all of that? those mostly peaceful protests. The mostly, thank you. You know, you're right. I've kind of gone off the deep end this morning. I've lost my cool. Uh, The mostly peaceful protests, you know, with the beautiful bonfires in the background. Give it a glowing, glowing photo. Well, Seattle's going to do something about it. Finally, somebody's going to do something about it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.